December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, reaping fans, money, assets. And yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money. The kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends. The kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck. Like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things. All the things that promised me freedom. And it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job. And... I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really truly finally fucking sets you free i'm your host andrea crowder and welcome to the unruly entrepreneur podcast let's go to the show i'm so excited to introduce you guys to lena michelli she is the owner founder and experience curator of Perk Uptown, which is a concierge spa service. Um, I met her through a friend of a friend. She's actually the best friend of one of my best friends. Um, She's a childhood best friend of Rachel Luna. You guys have probably heard me talk about her many times. I'm sure many of you guys follow her as well um, at Girl Confident on uh, on Instagram. And we were both speaking at Rachel's event, Confidence Activated. Well, I met her celebrating Rachel's cancer-free anniversary this summer and just completely fell in love with her. You guys, her story is so cool, but the way that she just speaks about and for people and really just like elevates you through her own story, through the way that, you know, she through the way that she speaks is just so beautiful and so powerful and so grounding. I'm staring at a candle right now that says vetiver and cedarwood. And that kind of makes me think of like the texture of her voice. It's like, there's this like groundingness to it. Um, But there's also this um, uplifting energy to it. So I'm sure we've got some little, all of a sudden I'm making her voice into a candle. All of a sudden we got some bergamot. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her. One of the things that I loved about this episode is we set the intention to just whatever was going to flow through for the audience did. And, um, you know, we talked about her mindset in starting her own spa, going from being a registered nurse to an entrepreneur, but also she's this being a nurse and then also um, owning a spa. She loves people, right? She loves serving. But when you love serving so much, where do you draw a boundary and like how much 
you give and how much you allow other people to take from you. And that's going to be the major um, message of this episode is really talking about those boundaries to make sure that um, you can continue to serve at a higher and higher level. So this episode is so beautiful, so powerful. Um, Also at the end, we do give you guys a special code. If you want to join us at Confidence Activated in the middle of October in Orlando, Florida, I'm going to be a keynote speaker and I will be um, doing a live WAP activation for you guys. So I will be clearing old wealth beliefs thoughts and patterns live from stage. I've never done it from a stage before. So this is very exciting. So um, if for some reason you have to like run into work or a kid cries and you don't make it to the end, please check the links and codes in the description area so that you can join us at Confidence Activated. Let's go to the show. Lena Michitelli, welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur. I'm so happy to have you here today. I feel like we have a juicy conversation. First of all, just so you guys know, I really only invited Lena on here selfishly just because I like to have her talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I will talk to you for hours. (laughs) Tell me, tell me. And like secretly inside, I'm hoping somebody's listening that's going to give her her own radio show because you guys are going to get it too. So if you know someone, if you are someone, if you know someone that knows someone, Lena needs to be on the radio because I want to wake up to you. I want to go to sleep to you. (laughs) And I can give you the morning rush and I can give you the quiet storm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's almost like I teed that one up, but you were ready for it. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. I told you it was always a dream of mine, you know, and you've got to be ready for those. Those are the little elevated pitches for all of my dreams. I'm ready. I'm re- I got an elevated pitch for all my dreams. <laughs> uh, I feel like we just pivoted the whole conversation right now. <laughs> what? Okay. So we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about, but tell me more on this. Like, is this something that you actually prepare for? Or you just know yourself well enough to know that like, if the, if like somebody threw the ball, you'd be able to hit it. Um, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, when I say that I've prepared myself, I've prepared myself in a way where I've gained the knowledge of the art itself, Mm -hmm. how the music is made a lot of, um, how the genres have come from each other, you know, Mm -hmm. with the influences that countries Mm -hmm. have left on others, um, who influences certain artists. And I have such a huge library in my head of music that I listen to. Mm -hmm. And I am obsessed with making playlists. And Mm -hmm. I, I'm that person that when I'm somewhere and I'm listening to something, I'm like, ah, I can hear such such a song coming in right after this, you know? So I, I say that I prepared myself in that way and Mm -hmm. to be able to allow the music to create a feeling for other people. Mm. Mm. Okay. So if somebody were to jump in the elevator with you right now, like, would that be your pitch? You, I actually, I think that was flawless. (laughs) (laughs) That's what music does. It creates the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, um, and even music nowadays, when you listen to the popular radio, you listen to the same song about 14 times in one hour. And for people that are music lovers like myself, you know, I I don't listen to the radio 
I, I, I do not. I have, I can't, not even paid radio, satellite radio, any of that. You know, I, I get to my paid, you hear all the New York City drama behind me. Yeah, that's the New York City drama behind me. Anyway, um, I, I create my playlist and, and I, and I, and I, yeah. and I do everything at the beat of my own drum because I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not going to listen to what they want me to listen to on yeah. the mainstream. So sometimes when the kids are like, oh my God, and I'm like, no, I actually have it. But have you heard this? <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, it's, um, to me, I think it's very popular to not be mainstream when you love music the way that I do. Yeah, I totally get that. I just stumbled upon it a speakeasy two nights ago. I saw that on your story and I said, ooh, 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 because if you come to New York City, there are about three that I know of that ooh. are very low-key behind the library door. Um, yep. Nice, nice spots. The only issue with this one is that I tried to convince the guy that I needed a secret handshake to get in. And he's like, we don't have a secret handshake. And I was like, you will for me. And he's like staring at me and I'm like, sir, get on it. Like, so he yes. like stuck his hand out and I'm like, don't you understand? Like you're robbing me of the magic here. Just roll with it. <laughs> roll with it. Friend. Like what's, what's, your, what's the issue? Your poor wife. You obviously don't know how to role play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I I want to like mark that as a note though, where you said like, I'm always ready. Like if I get in the elevator, I'm ready. Like I'm teed up. I'm ready, ready to pitch whatever it is that like I have a dream for. Are there any other dreams besides being on the radio that would be like amazing before? Um, obviously the dream that uh, the path that I'm currently on right now, which has yeah. been a dream of mine, which, you know, I remember calling um, our our mutual friend in common, Rachel, and I was like, listen, I was like, I just got up out of my chair and I said, fuck this shit. I mm -hmm. am tired of talking. I'm tired of fucking talking. I need to start doing Ooh. everything is everything is a trying. Everything is a talking that I promise you. I came to New York in 2019 from Florida and I was talking to a mutual friend and I was talking to him again about the same, about my dream, about this business. And, um, he was like, well, just, you know, whenever you're ready to start, go ahead and start. So I, I grabbed, I call them my money books mm -hmm. and my money books are the books in which all of the ideas for the dream goes in all of the meetings go in all of the meeting minutes that I have from anyone, anything, any ideas, any calls that have anything that has to do with that dream, it goes in that money book. So mm -hmm. I pulled out the money book from 2019. And that was the name that I wrote, which is what the name of my business is right now. And that was three years ago. And it's which called is Perk, Up Perk Uptown. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that right there, if I get placed, when I get placed in that room, that's waiting for me, waiting to accept me. When that happens, I'll be ready to be able to discuss with anyone where I see this company in the next five years. Amazing. I'm ready for that. And I can and I can tell it to you. And I have practiced it. I have I've done it and I can and I can do it even under I can do it under five minutes. 
And wow. I can tell you, and I can tell you the vision because that's how good I feel about it. Yeah. So for you guys that don't know what her business is, you have a concierge spa experience. And so you travel to people, right? For um, micro needling. And I know you do vampire facials and all kinds of yummy goodness. And one of the things that I love when I heard you, so Lena and I met at a bar. <laughs> through, <laughs> she picked me up. Yeah. <laughs> I was a cheap date, so I promise. Uh, no, absolutely not. You say like, you're going to have to pay, bring the money, honey. We are not going Dutch. No cheap dates here. No, absolutely not. Um, but we obviously like we met through a friend that was, I was being facetious a little bit, but, um, the thing that I loved, we, we left the bar, came back to my, um, Airbnb and just all hung on the rooftop, I don't know, till two o'clock in the fucking morning or whatever. It was so much fun just laying on the couch. Number one, we were creating like our manifestation list <laughs> and just talking Emphasis about like- Emphasis on the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about like future, part, uh, future partnerships and like what we wanted. But when you were talking about your business, the thing that I loved is that you were- like the emphasis was more on like your passion for the person who's sitting in your chair and like the experience that you're, that they're having. And I, the way that you just described music and like how you cultivate that feeling for them is kind of what I imagine that people are getting in some way, shape or form through your spa experience as well. It seems like creating an experience for you is something that you're, that comes well, really naturally I'm, to you. I'm, I'm really, really happy that this is a perfect segue because that is, you know, yes, I am the owner and the founder of Perk Up Town, but the title that I gave myself was Experience Curator because Ooh. that is my goal with my clients because I am going to treat them coming from a consumer standpoint because I am a consumer and all of these things and all of these services that I'm providing, I too have received myself and and there's things that you want and things that you want to see done differently and all of that comes into a feeling all of that is how you make them feel warm how you make them feel safe how you can from that you know you you I had a consultation and you know this woman looked at me and she looked at me you know on the FaceTime for the first time ever you know she could have you know, she was just taking a chance and my consultations are virtual just to, for the convenience. Mm -hmm. And um, she had a smile from ear to ear, mm -hmm. you know, and it was just, I, I have to be able to exude in all of my energy, that warmth, that security mm -hmm. in order for them to feel that goodness, to yeah. be like, you know what? this woman just put mud on my face and it was the greatest thing in the world. And they're going to look at me and they're not going to talk about, you know, how clean my case was, or they're not going to talk about how pretty, you know, my logo is. They're going to be like, Oh my God, you know, she came in and it felt so inviting and she was such a great listener and she exceeded my expectations and she listened to what was important to me because at the end of the day, those are the things that are important to me are what's, what was the goal? You know, why did you call me over? What is it that you want? All right, let me take what it is that you want and let me augment it and let me provide you with this experience that, yeah you're going to do nothing but talk about. 
This is where I want to say like such a huge chunk, maybe like 90% of entrepreneurs get it wrong. Usually after the first year, I think, I think pretty much almost everyone goes into it with this desire to like create something and see somebody experience their creations and that gets fun and exciting. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, you start to pay attention to maybe what other people are doing on social and you're like, oh, that person started at the same time as me. And, you know, she's already like got 10 clients and I have two clients or like she's made a million dollars and I've made 5,000 and like whatever. So, and then after a certain amount of time, if things aren't building really, really quickly, it's like, you're now more facing like, how can I get what I need? That's what happens is like the coin gets flipped and people go from how can I give them what they need to how can I get what I need? As soon as that coin gets flipped, you're fucked. And what you just said is that the logo, fuck it, agree. I'm all here for branding. I'm like launching a branding program soon. And also it's irrelevant to actually you being able to provide a great service. Can it create and cultivate experience for people? Yes. Is it necessary? Absolutely not. So don't even look at the logo. Don't even care about like your setup or whatever it looks like until your heart is fully in it for them. I love that so much. And you feel that from you like instantly. You can tell that you're just like here for the people. Thank you. But let's flip that conversation into how can you be here for the people without sacrificing yourself in the process? We were going to talk a little bit about like people pleasing and how do you be that person for other people, but still hold a boundary for making sure that like you get what you need, you feel nourished, you feel quenched, you feel satisfied in in each relationship and experience as well, even outside of business. I know we're going to talk a lot about family too, which comes up in like all my coaching calls Mm -hmm. with people. So once you get to that point, you start to feel it. You start to feel that it isn't right within you. You are already anticipating this person's response that's going to trigger you to make you feel a certain way. You have to give yourself enough respect and trust to say, this is going to be some fuck shit. (laughs) And I already know this is going to be some fuck shit. Hey, here's Lena. (laughs) Yes, I have arrived because, because it has happened to me before this. I have seen this fuck shit before it is syndicated. (laughs) And we tend to ignore that because we go through those traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. that allow us to build this shell that we live in. And then that the shell here that we live in is where it's, it's where we know how to operate, you know, and because we've been in the shell for however many years, because we've decided to never, ever get out of it. Yeah. That that's, that's how we operate. That, that that is the normal, you know, like, like the cliche, it's whatever you choose is what's going to continue to happen, you know? So there's that comfort, but the minute you want to bust out of that shell and you're going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, why am I continuing to give, give more of myself and, and feel like, and feel like I'm being diminished. 
Yeah. Just because I don't want to call this person out on their fuck shit. When do you, like, when do you recall being the first time where you were willing to walk in the other direction, whether it was temporarily to show someone like I'm unavailable for this or completely like closing a door and saying like, I'm unavailable. What oh, comes to mind first? I can, I can think of two. Mm-hmm. Of three. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of two, but the, 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 the most important and the very, very first one that occurred was at 16. Mm-hmm. And it was me packing all my shit in a suitcase and looking at my mom and telling her I'm leaving. Wow. And she looked at me and she goes, where are you going? And I was like, my dad gave me permission to go and move to Florida and I can live with my sister. I had a year of high school left. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I go, yeah, I I already, you know, give him a call. I had a pack. Mm -hmm. You know, that was 20, should I, you know, over 20 years ago, I'm sure my age and, you know, I keep it cute (laughs) and everything, but, (laughs) um, yeah, that, and, and, but the thing is, is that it didn't stop. It didn't, it it, it didn't, that was only the beginning, but it even, it took, it, 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 it came in like increments in it of years you know it was like and a few years later that second one happened and then a few years you know after that that third one happened and I refused to get out of a uh, out of that pattern of recognizing fuck shit and staying in it until I until I couldn't anymore when it's like look you went through fuck shit three four other times and it's just like and you you stayed in it and it didn't happen like why are you continuing to participate in it. So, you know. What did you learn about yourself that maybe was like something that was consistent over, you know, those four different relationships? That I really didn't have to please them. Mm. You just get to be who you are. Yeah. That if I stuck... So being me, I would have been much happier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I would have maintained my, sorry, I'm getting all choked up because this is some personal shit and we in it, but. <laughs> I got you, mama. Um, and it was hard because I felt I, that I gave up power. Mm. Because I allowed someone else to take me out of my character in order for me to be able to have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And that is not necessary in any and all of life. I would suggest that you didn't allow yourself in that moment. And that if you could have done it differently, it would have been done differently. Meaning that because 95% of our behavior is driven by unconscious and unconscious is completely irrational. Like there's times where we don't even have full conscious awareness of the pattern. And the pattern starts when we're usually between like zero to eight. And it usually has something to do with like 
somebody makes fun of us or like we realize like we are rewarded more when like we take, when we're really kind and, you know, mom praises us and like, you're such a good little girl, you're mommy's little helper. And we get a lot of mommy's love. But then when we do something that's like out of character or something that irritates mom, we're bad little girls and we're trained and conditioned to make sure that the food bringer doesn't stop bringing the food and unconscious will always prioritize survival, AKA making sure that you get fed. So unconscious will cause behavior to have you almost manipulate yourself to be more palatable to the food bringer in order to ensure survival. And you could, yeah, you couldn't have done anything about that when you were a little kid. And now we're all these adults driving cars some some of them are holding like weapons of Phones. mass destruction and we're all just wounded little babies inside. And sometimes it just takes a while for us to be able to even get the light shined onto that to even have an awareness. And you started doing it when you were 16. Whoa, like well beyond most people. But I would not even... I don't even love the thinking for you that you were letting yourself do that or you had an awareness that other people were taking your power and you were consciously choosing to hand it to them because I don't think that that was true at all. And um, and I received that because it, it it is true. It is true. It's it's the, I didn't know better, so I couldn't do any better. Right. You know, um, that's that awareness that you touched on. H- how can I navigate that situation? You know, if right. I if I'm not aware of how to. So I absolutely received that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, OK, so. You've had a few relationships now where you've gotten under your belt, you recognize the pattern. Hell fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. And. Thank God for that. And so now you're having this wonderful opportunity, you know, at this stage in your life of, um, of taking that light and constantly shining it back on the pattern and noticing and choosing differently. Mm -hmm. And the awareness has been created. Yeah. Which now change can happen. If it's in the dark, nobody can see it. We can't do anything about it. It's now been brought into light. We can do something about it. So like, what are the, what are the tools that you use to, um, to constantly make those choices for yourself when you find yourself, do you ever find yourself subtly kind of just unconsciously falling back into people, people pleasing tendencies and then realize like, wait, shit, what did I just do? Or like, how are you approaching that and staying in um, this new level of a tremendous power for yourself to make sure that your life, you're getting what you need? It's challenging. It's it's still challenging mm-hmm. um, because I have a, a, a young daughter still that's dependent of me. And um, I have a mom also that has been... Um, actually doing really well with some recovery. She was in the hospital. So I have my business also that I launched. That's new. You know, I still also do have a corporate job that I work during the day. Mm -hmm. And, um, she does it all friends. (laughs) And I, 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 yes, I do. 
And I'm a great cook, so... She's yeah. single. She's a great cook. She's hot. Should we give them the mint? No, we'll do that at the end. <laughs> no, I've had a great another time. <laughs> um, in search of <laughs> sexy man between know, right? 35 to 50. <laughs> Boston Whaler plus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are going to have fun on my podcast now that I'm single because <laughs> it's only going to get so extra. <laughs> my married friends love it they're like living (laughs) vicariously through this like new like vision that it's their escape it's their escape yeah yeah um so oh my god we i'm sorry we digressed (laughs) we totally digress and like i think everybody's here for it um Um, okay so we're talking about tools um around okay so yes so i have been um very big on my self-care, which is Mm -hmm. always going to be a one. And I have not allowed any of those outside factors that I've mentioned get in the way. Even if I've I've even taken my daughter with me, I'm like, let's go to the spa. Let's both get a little bit of self-care, you know, because she's also getting into her senior year and she's a a young woman. She's working a full-time job and she also has her dreams. And I, you know, to be honest, I think these kids here lately in these last two to three years have gotten a really bad rap, you know, with the lack of the socializing that they've been having here and the bullying and the depression and the anxiety. So, Mm -hmm. and that's rewarding for me too, for me to be able to show her, this is how you reward yourself. This is how you take care of yourself. This is how you make sure that your cup is full before you start going and pouring into everyone else's. Uh, I tell her that I'm like, let's go, you know, and um, she's come with me and she's felt so good. And that's one of the biggest things that I have been doing is that I have been getting out there and I have been doing my self-care, whether it's going to a bathhouse, whether it's going to a spa, whether it's just steam and sauna all day, whether it's taking a hike because I live near the the mountains, it's, I got to get out there. I got to put my feet in some grass. I got to get some sweat coming out of my pores. I have to be able to get into a reset. I have to be able to get into a restoration mode because I have to put in that work that for the last 20 years I have been putting into everyone else. Yep. I got to put that work into me because I have been too busy trying to please Tom, Dick, and fucking Harry. And <laughs> Lena was not in the top three. And Lena needs to be one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And, and not even I because... Want, I, 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 Go ahead. No, no. I just, you know, my biggest goal is to be able to uh, function at like my maximum potential. So yes. every, everything that I do has to be an optimization of that. Yep. And you can be so much more for other people when there's, there's still so much conditioning in this world around there being, um, that it's like prideful to be depleted and exhausted and like overworked. And, you know, I mean, I, I used to be one of those people where I'm like, I only got five hours of sleep last night. I'm building a business at night. I'm working full time. I have two kids. My husband's in the military. And it was like, it was like this fucking badge of honor. Like I, like somebody was giving me an imaginary trophy that like I couldn't take to the bank. I couldn't and take you to- happy. And you no. weren't happy. And you had zero joy. I was exhausted. Yeah. 
like I had some joy in my business, but it was still like, I, I was still giving my business just a fraction of myself. And what I realized is that if I'm whole and then I give that wholeness to just a little bit, that little bit blows the fuck up and it goes so far. I probably only actually, there's once in a while where I'll pull like a 12 hour day because I'm a psycho and I feel so good. But most of the time I work maybe like four to five hours, like where I'm like actually sitting there working. That's it. Like, you know, we did like a casual, like 138K or something like that last month. Like, yeah, it's fine. No, <laughs> that's <laughs> like, nothing. It's what? I, no, but it's, it's cute or whatever. But I, I could have never done that when I was working like 80 hour weeks. I would have never got there. I would have never got there. So I love that you have been. Um, really focusing and understanding actually that the power is in the fuel that you give to yourself. Your power to cause change for others starts in the fuel that you give yourself, whatever that means through like your thought process, your emotional process, the way you take care of your physical body and all the things. The things that I eat, the things that I tell myself when I wake up in the morning the way that I make sure that I prepare myself the night before for the following day, Mm -hmm. all of those things optimize me on a daily basis. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I I get blue in the face telling my kids is like, you got, I'm like, you got to prepare your future self is going to thank you. Your future self will always thank you for making sure that you're prepared Mm -hmm. because the only thing that we can do is make sure that we talking reward ourselves be kind to ourselves why am I going to want to rush in the morning to go and do something important that I want you know I need to be able to feed into all of these things that I want to grow for me I've got to be able to do it and I and I can't do it half-assed yeah and the more that I show those around me and those that I influence that you've got to go in with your whole ass <laughs> the better, the, 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 the better, the better they'll produce. Yep. Everyone wins. And what, like, if you, have you ever been to a party and someone showed up and you could tell they didn't want to be there? Yeah. Was it very much fun having them there? It's like, why'd you even come if you, it was one of those, why'd you even yeah. come if you don't want to be here? Right. I'm not but trying that's... to be this kind of energy. Yeah, exactly. But that's like what so many people are doing. Like they're coming out of obligation thinking that they're showing up because, and it's like, they're getting that medal. And when I say this, I mean, like we're conditioned this way and like, let's bring the light into the darkness here. So I'm not saying that like, this is wrong behavior. Like we were taught this way and I lived it for a really long time. But when we are bringing our energy out of obligation, when we're bringing our energy, when it's at a deficit, it starts to bring down other people's too. But when we bring our energy, when it's at max capacity, two pieces of like energy come together and it's like supernova energy. It's magic. It's created. That's where like 
business deals happen in a room when people didn't even have a concept for a business before. That's where somebody finds like their dream partner. That's where somebody finds like a partner that's like really healthy is what I mean. Like, let me add that. Caveat. <laughs> <laughs> Be specific when we say yeah, our words. They mean Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Those words have power. But, you know, there's just like so much magic can happen when everybody's there because they're out of desire. That's why I'm someday I'll probably write, write a book called Buck Discipline. It's so irrelevant when you come to the table with desire, pure, pure desire. It is like the limitless fuel to create change for yourself, to create change for others, to create experience, to increase how much of an experience like you can let in. You know what? If you're tired, let's say for, well, here's a great example. I was just talking about this with a client. (laughs) If you're showing up to have sex tired, are you really going to get that great of an experience? It's like, oh, I probably like should. I haven't had sex with my It's like store that fuck. Store the fuck. Store the the fuck for another time. Store the the fuck. fuck. (laughs) You got to conserve your fucks. Don't just be giving them away because- the other, because we're back into the, again, being conditioned that it's just like, oh, it doesn't matter how I feel. I have to perform. Fuck no. It does matter how I feel because right. how I feel, if I'm not at my maximum fucking potential, I am not going to be able to perform for you. So all of these good things that you want to happen during this fuck is not going to occur. So let's save the fucking story for another day. Ah. Uh. And have those conversations. And the thing is, is that people are so afraid to have these transparent conversations because they are so afraid to offend someone else. They are so scared. They are so scared to be able to be their truest self Mm -hmm. because they don't even have enough confidence in themselves when they need to grasp on to the truest, the, the truest version of themselves and scream that shit out so everyone can hear. Mm. I can tell you about all my woes and I can tell you about all my wins and I can tell you about some of the greatest shit that I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to hear any of it, then you don't need to be aligned with me because you probably ain't got none of the shit in your life going on that I have. So I don't need to be in, you're not on my level and I'm okay with that. Right. And no level is right or wrong, but there's just resonance and dissonance. And that's where I think I start to make the decisions is, do I have resonance in this relationship? Do I have resonance in this experience in this one moment? Because sometimes it's just like a night or, you know, an afternoon or whatever, or is there dissonance? And neither, we're so conditioned that one is a bad and one is a good, and they're not. It's just energy either comes together or energy is pushing energy away. And are you paying attention to your body cues and how you feel around someone and, that is how I start to make decisions because if I can bring my full energy to the table, whether I'm having sex with that person or not, we're going to have an orgasmic experience. Like, cause that's (laughs) just how I roll because I'm fucking unavailable for normal. I'm unacceptable. Good is unacceptable. Okay. That basic shit is not happening. No, no. My standard is fucking (laughs) extraordinary. If you can't bring extraordinary to my fucking table, you're not ready for it. And, no, I, and no, that's the other thing for you. 
and there can be, it's just not right now because there's dissonance. But if you want to seat at that table, create the resonance because I'm going to hold the standard and I'm going to see you at it, but you can't get there until you call yourself up because I will not come down to you. And I'm doing that because I love you, because I see better for you, because I see more for you. And I will hold that space for someone fiercely for them, but also for myself. Exactly. Because during that time, you're the one that you need to hold accountable. Because when you're in that area, when you're in that level, when you're like, I'm going to be here and you're going to, and you're going to be here and I'm going to hold this space for you. Everything that that person does during that time, you need to hold yourself accountable for if you're going to continue to hold that space or not. Mm -hmm. Because during that time as well is when people will also continue to show you who they are. Mm -hmm. If they're comfortable being at the level that they are, and that's the highest that they want to vibrate, then that person is not meant to align with me. That person is not meant to grow with me. That person is not meant to, to sow, reap, do anything with me. Yep. Because they are complacent and they do not want to operate at their maximum potential. And that during that season of that person's life, that's when you have to hold yourself accountable and be like, no, I'm continuing further. And... I've held this space for you Mm -hmm. and the the space is still empty. And that may be for a season, but it also might be for always. And yes, yes, that's the piece that we have to make peace with is what type of life experience do we want? Isn't that some fuck shit? It's like one thing after another. You got a challenge. You got a challenge. You got a (laughs) challenge and you got a challenge. These fucking challenges. It's like one challenge after another but it feels so good because yeah Yeah. you're gonna get punched in the fucking face with the challenge every single time and then when you come out on top after it you're like I'm sorry to interrupt you you, but that you know I I had to speak it yeah no I mean like interrupt me you've been taking me to church the whole fucking time (laughs) (laughs) um no you're right like there is this well First of all, you know, maybe people have heard the quote, like indecision is a decision. So I think when we... Have you heard this one? Indecision is the devil's playground? Ooh. (laughs) Well, I know for (laughs) sure that that's what it feels like, but most (laughs) most people don't take that awareness to it, but it does feel like purgatory, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I could, I would, I would have described it as the sensation that I feel in my body when I'm in indecision feels like purgatory. So yeah, devil's playground makes sense. Um, but yeah, when you, there's actually science that says that your body actually releases serotonin after you make a decision, whether you make the right one or the wrong one, it doesn't matter. You just make the best one that you can in that moment. We reserve the right to change our mind about anything, anyone, anytime. So it doesn't mean that you can't change your mind again, but just decide. (laughs) make a decision. That's when, that's when this part comes in after everyone always makes a decision and that mm-hmm. serotonin is released. Yeah. Right after that comes, what a relief. Relief and then euphoria. It's like, like that's how it feels yeah. in my body. It's like this. Yeah. Whoosh. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's a flush. It's a rush. 
it's energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the energy. Exactly. Indecision is like living in Miami and leaving your door open all summer with the AC on. Like there's so much freaking energy that's just escaping and you feel all hot and sweaty and like you just can't seem to even make decisions clearly when it's too hot, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as you close the door, you either close the door and you stay in the house you're in or you go outside and you close the door and you leave the house to go somewhere else. But either way, just close the motherfucking door. The door is not locked for always, most of the time, but close the door. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the boundary, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of what it is that you're trying to protect or you're trying to teach or you're trying to create awareness about. If you allow someone to cross the boundary on any of that, then you, you, you allow them to diminish you. You allow them to be able to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know. I don't want to hear about what you have to say. I don't want you to teach me what it is that you have to teach me. I don't want to go to what it is that you have to show me, you know, and those are those boundaries right there. That's when you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to feel bad about that. Great. You're going to miss out. Don't release yourself of that guilt. You know what I'm saying? Going back to what I was saying, releasing yourself of that guilt. And I gave and gave and gave and gave on every single level and every single part of me because I never, ever allowed myself to be able to respect my boundaries from the kids to the parents, to quotes, to, to professional, to personal relationships, to familial relationships. I, that it was, I never gave myself enough respect to say, you're crossing my boundaries. Don't do that. I don't even you're know. Fucking like, with me. I like the word respect, but the thing that I notice is like unconscious mind doesn't really respond to it. And like, that's like the part of me that I want to optimize and get to respond more because that creates new patterns. Mm. Right. And so when I think about respect, I start to ask myself like, okay, how can I break down to what that means? And that means more energy, more intuition, more creativity, more power, more focus, all of those things unconscious mind gets. And we know that we can create change in our lives and so many other people when we have access to all of those things. And that's what respect looks like to me is like, it's not even about the concept of like, I got to make sure to tell myself that I'm worthy or I love myself more because unconscious mind doesn't give a fuck about any of that either, but it gives a fuck about your power. Once you're safe and you're not going to die, it gives a fuck about your power, gives a fuck about your creativity. It gives a fuck about your intuition. Like all of those things start to come together. And that creates the sensation of what we think might, what we think self-respects might feel like, which is Mm -hmm. feeling settled in our body, feeling power in our body. Mm -hmm. Right. I want to loop it back to kind of where we started in the beginning, which was, well, I'm going to, you mentioned like, I'm in a season of, um, I'm, I'm just going to show up. Like I said, I was going to do this and I'm calling myself out. I'm going to fucking show up and I'm going to do it. And like, we've just talked so much about like the power, the energy that comes back to us in decision, the fucking like chemical, like drug hit that our body actually gives us when we make a decision. And it's been so 
cool to watch you like live this. I messaged you and I was like, we need to do a podcast. And you're like, this is a season of decision for me. We're doing this. So like, you're like, it wasn't just a like, yeah, we should catch dinner sometime. You're like, put it on the books. We're doing it. And like, you're living this in every area of your life right now. And if you were to like, call women to action right now or call entrepreneurs to action. Cause I know we do have some men, we primarily have a female audience, but we do have some men. Like if you were going to call humanity to action right now that wanted to optimize their life and that wanted to kind of follow in this like decisive, these decisive footsteps of yours, like what would you say to, to call them up? You have to be ready and willing most importantly, prepared to accept any and all conversations that are going to move your business forward. Mm. You cannot pick and choose who you want to talk to. You have to allow yourself to be welcoming to all parties because whether that conversation leads to a partnership or an agreement with that person or not, you don't know where that relationship is going to take you. For example, I have a perfect example of everything that you just laid out right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Blow it. Just just this past August, um, uh, I went down to Palm Beach again for the open house at the spa that I work at down there in Lake Worth. And when I was on my way back up to Orlando, I spoke with, um, because uh, Rachel Luna, she was quite upset with me that I was unable to um, uh, attend Confidence Activated coming up in October. And um, she says she told me to put it on my calendar a year ago. I'm going to be honest, I probably fucking forgot. But I was like, I can't go. I have, an, I, I have a, a, a bachelorette trip scheduled to Jamaica. I was like, that weekend. I was like, that same weekend. I'm like, I can't go. She goes, what the fuck do you mean you got this? And I was like, damn, you know, that happened days prior. <laughs> Fast forward, I'm in Palm Beach, we're having brunch, I'm enjoying my oysters, and I call Rachel and I tell her, I canceled my trip to Jamaica, and I'm going to come to do Confidence Activated. And the minute that I told her that, we got on a call, and myself, and my social media manager, Mm -hmm. and all three of us went from there on building and going and the vision and looking at the schematics and Rachel was already placing me in these rooms that I knew that I fucking deserved to be in. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I'm going to put you here. And it was just like that within minutes of me telling her, listen, I can't, I can't, I canceled. I canceled my trip because I'm coming to, to your conference. And I'm doing, and, and, and the best, and, and you know, what warmed my heart the most Mm. was her telling me in all caps, I'm honored. That was all I needed. And from then it was electrifying. It was, I got this person for that. And we got this person and it all started to Voltron itself Mm -hmm. and come the fuck together. And all it took was me holding myself accountable and saying I am going to be available for any and all conversations that are going to push my business forward so I can't be out pussyfooting in in Jamaica and spending money I need to be 
chase in my bag. Mm. Mm. Get in the room. Get in the fucking room. Whether it's a digital room or a physical room, it doesn't matter. I've built almost all of my business online. But having said that, I was actually, thanks for teeing that up purpose or uh, perfectly. I didn't realize that you were going to say that because I was going to say, we get to meet you at Confidence Activated, right? Okay. So I haven't mentioned this on the podcast yet. Um, I'm going to be speaking and doing a live WAP activation at Confidence Activated. Um, this is my first time ever being a keynote speaker. So I'm so also honored and very excited. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so October 14th through 16th, we're going to be in Orlando, Florida. It's not too late to get tickets. Go grab yours right now. And in the energy, in the spirit, tapping into our confidence, into our knowing is long, if this If the concept, when you close your eyes and you think about like getting in the room with powerful women, this whole thing is all around like getting your financial breakthrough around wealth. And if that feels resonant with you, decide right now, make that decision, choose to get in the room, chase that bat, not chase that bag, like be position yourself in the room, be in the room so you can chase that bag. No, I'm going to say that differently. (laughs) Be in the room so the bag can chase you. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I want for you guys being, but the bag can't chase you if you didn't fucking get in the, in the room. In the room. Yeah. Right. Um, this, this event is going to be incredibly, incredibly powerful. And the thing that I feel the most passionate about is creating experiences for women to remove triggers in their life so that they can move forward towards being financially resourced in a way that it's like driving on this freshly, perfectly paved road. And most people's experience towards money doesn't feel like that. And the faster no. that we can drive forward, the faster that we can resource ourselves financially, the faster that this world is going to change because money and the power of money in the hands of women, especially conscious women who hold power and you hold power when you hold a lot of fucking money, the world has to change. The world has to, there's no other choice. So get in the room. Yes. And I'm going to be in the room and I'm, and, and I said, you know what? She wants me in the room. I'm going to fucking get in the room. And I said, thank God for that travel insurance. Man, and, like, I, and you know, I, I literally, yeah. it was like within a 24 hour period, I called my travel agent. I yes. said, this is what's got to go down, dude. I need you to reroute me to Orlando. I need the rest of my money back on whatever else it is that the leftover is. And it Ooh. happened in 24 hours like that. Yes. And I called her back and I was like, this is my itinerary. And it, and it was done, done, done and done. Look how fast you resourced yourself when you decided. Mm-hmm. Like when, when I trusted myself enough to know that I was going to make the right decision too. Like, why was I even hesitating on me? Like, why am I fronting on me? Oh, I'm the fucking shit. (laughs) Yes. I am the shit that happens. Like, how am I going to doubt myself? Like, how am I not going to big myself up? How am I not going to tell myself I'm, you know, I'm just as smart and I deserve to be here and I'm experienced and I can speak well and I can carry on conversations and we can, and I can teach you something and I can listen well. I fucking do all of those things. I am the fucking shit. Mm. Mm. I think we're going to take the last part of that, <laughs> segment it, make it like some bomb ass guided visualization for women to like wake up to in the morning. Like I am the fucking shit. 
It's yeah. going to be like a hot Drake song by the time my team is done with I it. I am the fucking shit. I wake up and I am the fucking shit. The minute my feet touch the ground, thank you, Lord, Ooh. for another day, for allowing me to be able to have air in my lungs because I'm going to fuck shit up today. Uh, and you're not going to be sorry. And, and you got to fuck shit. I fuck shit. Whatever you do, fuck that shit up real hard. Whatever it is that you do. When I, like, bitch, you cleaning a toilet? I want you to clean the shit out of that toilet. I don't care where you are in your life. If you put that kind of energy into everything, nothing seems boring. Nothing seems like hard work. And then everything is just going to come to you just fucking seamlessly. Mm. Opportunities come to people who are already full and already grateful. Yes, I love that. I used to, Girl. I used to always tell my kids like, whatever we do, do with joy. But I'm also going to start adding on and fuck shit up. <laughs> yes. I to fuck that shit up. I want, I want. To, I'm going to tell Rachel that when she gets on stage, you're going to fuck that shit up when you get on stage. Yeah, you're going to fuck that shit up oh. when you get up to do your segment. Everyone needs to fuck that shit up. You guys need to be out there and. We have so much to offer as women. I just, I love being a woman. I love supporting other women and I love to see us all win. And it's the fucking I'm going to be like in the corner, like I'm about to go in for a fight before, like if I was like boxing or kickboxing or something and I'm going to let you be my coach and you're just going to be like, and you're going to fuck shit up. You guys aren't even going to know what hit you after I get off that stage. If Lena hypes no, me first, I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to record little motivational bites. Yes, please do it. Oh, decided. Done. Decided. Holding you Did accountable. I not say I'm going to record? Yep. Yep. I'm oh, getting on it. <laughs> this is what it looks like, friends. This is what it fucking yeah. looks like. Lena, so, you are oh yeah. uh, you're you're like amazing. The, the biggest pleasure. Like, I want to talk to you every day, all day. We're going to do this again soon. <laughs> I, I would love to. And um, I, I can't, I, I'm honored that you asked me to come and have a conversation with you and be vulnerable with you and mm-hmm. talk shit with you. I, I'm so yes. fucking honored. I, Um, I'm full of joy right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing all of your goodness, mama. That was gold. Anyone else freaking out too? I'm Lorelai, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. And I have a question for you. What if money just responded to you the same way your car does when you step on the gas, turn the steering wheel, or push the brakes? You decide and it just responds. Here's what I mean. Have you ever had the thought or something similar? I need to log in and check my bank account. And you were already stressed before you even knew what the number was, even if you knew you had plenty of money in the bank. What if you could think about your account and you felt nothing? It just occurred to you to check the account and that's what you did and whatever number you see feels neutral or exciting. And you notice that irrational stress that was there before was just gone. Does this happen in other places with money? That's what Andrea's blockbuster program, WAP, Wealth Alignment Patterns, is designed to change the way you think, feel, and act with money. You show up, lean back, and let Andrea whisper the language of your unconscious mind to change how you think and feel about earning, having, holding, investing, and saving money. You'll feel in charge of your money more than ever before, just like one member, Flora, who said, I've literally been in therapy for my entire adult life, and I've never cleared so much so fast. 
Flora messaged us privately and said she's been dealing with that shit for 40 years. And suddenly with WAP feels lighter than ever. Head to the show notes to learn more and read the feedback from so many students that have already witnessed the powerful magic of WAP. <laughs> 